0: From Elk Grove, California, driving car number 57, the Finley Farms,
1: Carlton
2: & Son, Glenn Steyers Racing, Durst Incorporated,
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six of Quick Time, the podcast. Jason North here with Brandon Anderson, and we are talking sprint car racing. Jason, how you doing?
3: I'm doing good. How is everybody doing
1: tonight? Oh, not too bad. We also have Brad Brown back with us again. Brad, how's it going?
3: Doing great. Good evening, race fans. How y'all doing?
1: All right, so uh, we're going to have Trey Gropp on later on in the podcast. I sat down with him this weekend over at I-44 Speedway in Oklahoma City as he was racing with the Power I Midget Series. And also, we're going to chat with Mark Vanderheiden of Forward Bite. He's going to talk about the Forward Bite Nation. But first off, we want to start off with some race recaps. Uh, The All-Stars on Friday night, they were at Park Jefferson Speedway. We saw Aaron Reitzel. Take the victory. Corey Lyson was second, and running out of the top three was Justin Henderson. Did you guys catch any of that race?
3: I saw the highlights, and uh, Justin Henderson led probably three-quarters of the race, and then uh, he just missed the bottom going into three and four, and Eliasson snuck underneath him, and then uh, Reitzel did Reitzel things and just tracked him down and just blew around him on the top side. Uh, um, Corey had it in hand, and he was staying on the bottom side because, of course, the track was dry and starting to take a little bit of rubber, but uh, they come up on some lap traffic, and Reitzel just, he, he decided that there's nothing he can do on the bottom, and he just blew around him on the top, and then he just left him in the dust. It was a pretty impressive win by Reitzel.
1: Yeah, then on uh, Saturday night, I guess this might have been ri- the race of the year from what I've seen on social media. Uh, Austin McCarl take the victory on a last lap pass over Aaron Reitzel, and Danny Dietrich finishing in third. Uh, it sounds like Reitzel, or not Reitzel, but uh. Austin McCarl just threw her in there, did a Reitzel thing, and uh, hope for the best.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I watched that. Uh, I was mixing that up between the the outlaws and and uh, speed shift, and so I was watching back and forth. But that the last five laps of that race was amazing. Austin and and uh, Reitzel were trading the lead back and forth. There were lap cars that uh, were in the way, and they just went around that like it was it was just a, a slight obstacle for those guys. They were it was amazing, and then. The very last lap going into three, Reitzel had the bottom, and Austin just wanted it more, and Austin blew in there. I don't think there was any contact. There may have been a little contact, but I don't think there was, and that just pushed Reitzel up just a little bit, and then uh, Austin uh, took the win, and that was a very impressive win. He just – he had his elbows up, and he just wanted it worse than uh, Reitzel did on that night.
1: Now, Jason, did you catch any of those races by any chance?
0: I didn't catch the all-star races. I was uh, busy watching World Outlaws, so it was – two two good shows each night.
1: Yeah, and the Outlaws they were over at uh, it was Lake, Lake Ozark. O- yep, Lake Ozark. Ozarks. Uh, we saw uh Donnie Shots on a last lap pass over Kyle Larson on Saturday night. I do not remember who won Friday night though. Yeah,
0: I'm now I have to remember that too. <laughs> I have to look that up.
1: I'm I'm drawing a blank yeah, why
0: am I drawing a blank? I watched the darn show. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it wasn't that memorable race, but Saturday. Logan night. Shuhart. Yes, yes, Logan Schuhart. Yes, yes, Logan Schuhart won that one. almost all of it. Yeah, you
0: know. yeah. Uh, Sheldon Hanschel, I think was. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Logan, Logan, um, Logan had him covered. Kyle had him covered until the late last yellow flag, and I think uh, Donnie had uh, you know on Saturday night. Donnie had uh, he was you could see that break was glowing on Donnie's shots like from the get go. And I think it was just enough time. Cool tires, cool brakes, and I think uh, Larson miss, you know, judged and thought shots was going to come at him down low, and uh, Dianne just drove right around the top of him. So,
3: Yeah, I want to give a little shout-out to Craig Kinzer. Uh, he's, he's one of those, I don't know if you want to call him a field filler, but he's kind of a field filler. But he, he ran top five the whole race, and then at the very end, he kind of faded back to, I believe it was seventh, but – he looked really strong all night he had a really good heat race uh he looked really strong and i i hope that is an indication of more things to come but uh, uh he, he he had a, a really good sh- a good night but yeah it just looked like shots took uh, larson to school on on the last two laps and and uh shots he he was deserving of that win oh
0: definitely and you know just the uh, from the climbing up that he had to do on friday night too having to um Work his way up through the field. There are a couple guys, and you know if there's kind of that perception that everybody r- wins from the front, but you saw guys like Shots um, Sweet after taking that just a tremendous wreck, went from 25th, and I think he finished or top 10, eighth. Yeah, and Carry uh, Matson come from eighth to eighteenth to fifth. I mean, so guys, guys make moves in the Outlaws too.
3: I went to that track last fall for the um, Jason Johnson uh, Memorial. That was a, it's a really cool track. Uh, the bleachers were, you were really tight. My knees were in the the back of the person in front of me all night long. So you're, it's really tight quarters, but that track was really cool, uh, really fast. Uh, it was a, it was a great show. It was a, and I recommend stopping by and seeing that facility if anybody's in the area sometime. Just avoid uh, Lake Ozark.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Lake Ozark is not the place you want to be right now. You'll no. probably walk away with the COVID.
3: Well, I was talking about the birds. You don't want to stay away from the birds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, I did not catch any of those races myself. I was in Oklahoma City with the Power Eye National Midget Series. Uh, that race on Friday night, we saw Logan Stevie, uh take the victory over Cannon McIntosh. And kind of a surprise thing, Kaylee Bryson, she's normally a micro driver. She's uh, one of the Keith Coons new drivers, and she actually had a really good run. Then Saturday night, uh, surprise, surprise, Keith Coons back up top with uh, Buddy Kofoy taking the victory, Logan C B back on the podium again, and then Cannon McIntosh once again round rounding out the with third place um there's been a lot of talk about Keith Coons Motorsports they lost a lot of big name drivers with Logan C V, Christopher Bell going to other other teams uh, but it seems like every year he just reloads
0: you 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 don't you don't get to where you are without you know you've got your program built up you've got your sponsor, so it just becomes a machine and and you know someone like Keith Coons they he's had so many drivers over so many years it isn't you know he knows how to handle anybody, so it isn't you know this these two getting together and do they gel or not? Keith Coons just knows how to win, and he'll he'll just put the car under you. And if you got the talent, in my opinion, if if you can't drive Keith Coons' car, it's on you.
1: Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I, I mean he he knows his midget game right now. He's, he definitely has an eye for talent. Any anybody in the uh, micro ranks or the winged outlaw um, outlaw carts, he knows he knows talent when he sees it.
3: Well, I think every racer out there will tell you that. Races are one in the, in the garage. And everybody, I've never talked to Keith Coons one time, so this is all what I've been told and I've read and stuff. The preparation for the Coons Motorsports is amazing. So when those, those cars hit the track, they're ready to go. And, and like Jason just said, if, if, if you can't drive a Keith Coons racing uh, car, you're, 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 you're going to struggle. But these guys, he knows talent when he sees it. He can mold it. Uh, he can teach them and and it clearly he, he's just reloading again this year and and unfortunately with from covid it just got a little bit slower start but clearly they've they've got the same they just quality drivers with the way they finished on the podium this last weekend
1: and uh locally and once again we had no racing here in nebraska but it sounded like a, <laughs> it sounded like a bunch of the local guys they made the trip up to i-90 speedway in hartford south dakota um they ran 305s then in the msts 360 sprint cars uh the 305 race saw john lamberts taking the victory followed by elliot Almdahl and dusty ballinger last week's guest tyler drukey he rounded out with a top five finish i believe he started 10th in that race so he definitely made uh, some improvements up coming off of that wreck that he had last week and then in the 360 race surprise surprise jacked over up top again uh, Lee Groves and Eric Lutz running out of the field. It sounds like Jack Dover's been on a roll since we last talked to him.
3: Yeah, Karma's uh, Karma. The the podcast Karma he got him in. But jack just does Jack things. I mean he's he's always a threat when he gets in the field and clearly I don't remember where he started. I wanna say front row. Yeah, I believe I but, believe it was up front. But still he, he just he's so good and so smooth and and just clearly one another it, two out of the last three races, two for two.
1: two. Uh, He won last week and this week, and then we talked to him after that 305 victory. So he's three for three right now.
3: He's on a string.
1: And like I said, we had no racing here, but it sounds like that is going to change next week. Eagle Raceway is finally opening up. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) So we actually get to see some local racing. Uh, It's 3,000 people in the facility. That's including the drivers and crew. So they are strongly encouraging people to pre-register. I believe the register deadline is tomorrow. June 3rd. Yeah. And
0: I know, um, I mean, they have uh, one of the issues they've got going on is they do not have their plan approved by the Cass County Health uh, Health Department yet. So it's. Uh, I think that's why they're trying to get this number for, you know, expected cars. And you can imagine that with Junction not racing, I-80 not racing, Beatrice not racing. Uh, it's going to be um, – there are going to be a ton of IMCA guys wanting to start getting points.
1: Yeah, they will definitely not be hurting with a car count. And that's been a lot with the COVID situation. Like, I was down in Oklahoma, and we had 61 midgets, and that's yeah, that's huge. I mean, normally when we see a midget race around here, we get maybe 20, 25. Mm-hmm. Outlaws had a strong field. Uh, Park Jefferson, I believe they had 40 cars up there. So the car counts have been really, really well lately with the uh, COVID situation. Hopefully – we can get things back to normal, get our normal guys out back racing. Uh, like Jason mentioned, uh, I-80's not racing. Uh, McCool Junction, they said they're not racing this month, and we are actually losing a Nebraska 360 race that was supposed to happen this weekend.
0: Yeah, it it sucks. And you don't know when this stuff's going to get scheduled. Obviously, World Outlaws are supposed to be in I-80 tomorrow. And, uh, you know, yeah, that ain't happening. Yeah, and uh, I, I thought I saw somebody on Facebook posting, yeah, well, what about the race tomorrow? It's like, no, <laughs> it
3: ain't happening. That's been con- canceled a long time ago. Yeah, yeah that whole schedule. Not, been not canceled. It out. has been postponed. There you go. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, we're, we're hoping that gets rescheduled because uh, the outlaws don't really make a whole lot of appearances here, appearances here in the Cornhusker State. So, anytime we get a chance to see them, we really like it when they come around. Yeah, definitely.
3: I just don't understand where they're coming up with the 3,000. I mean, and this is not Eagle Raceway. This is the Cass County uh, Health Department. It, I don't I mean, The, the, the place seats 8,200 according to the, the for sale sign. So if they're 50% capacity like all these restaurants and so forth, to me that says that at least 4,000 fans should be able to show up. But now all of a sudden we have to add in the cars, the teams, the drivers, the crew members, the flagman, the safety crew. Why, is the, why are they so restricted?
0: I, I know where the 3,000 comes from. Uh, it's the max capacity for a stadium. So now, do you count? Why do you count the pits as part of that stadium? Right. But I know it's it's twenty five percent or three thousand, whichever is less. So it'd be it'd be like if we had a uh, you know a Memorial Stadium, put the Shrine Bowl on, you could only put three thousand in it, even though it's far less than twenty five percent. So I think that's that's where that cap is. Oh, but what has me confused is why you're counting the pits as part of that, especially if you were like a lot of these tracks are doing, you know, n- no hard line in between the two. Right. You know, yeah, there's
1: definitely space out the rigs. One rig. One rig spot in between each each car. Right.
3: And no access to go back and forth between the pits and the grandstands either. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of confusing information out there, but uh, yeah, I, I hope it works out for Eagle and, and these these uh, Nebraska fans can get a little taste of what racing is again in two 2020 and, and, and hopefully support them and be happy about what they're seeing. Yeah, I know for myself
1: I'm tired of driving six and a half hours to go see a race. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it ain't quite the same on uh, ain't quite the same on the internet.
1: No, it's not. But hey, you got to support the internet broadcast when you can, because uh, if it wasn't for that, we'd be seeing no racing right now.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know you look at those uh, specials like uh, World Outlaws and All Stars. Those those are gate or not gate. Those yeah, those front gate shows. So if you can uh, you know pay per view and things like that, it helps promote or helps the series out. Yep. So.
4: Yeah,
1: definitely. All right, and we are going to jump into a, an interview real quick with Trey Gropp. I sat down with him at I-44 Speedway this weekend as he talks about his Rookie of the Year campaign with the Power I National. you damn right. I got what happened out there. I'm fine. I just had to deal with my asshole uh, teammates, Steve Kent. They wasn't happy with me for crowding them, but
4: shit,
1: I want to win. Come here,
0: come here. Come here. Come here. Pisser. Piece of shit.
3: They
1: got a dumbass they can't see. all right we are here at the i-44 speedway riverside in oklahoma city sitting down talking to trey gropp uh, i'm gonna apologize up front about the audio uh we have the generator going on in the background in the toter we're doing this live here at the racetrack so uh trey how you doing pretty good how are you good um, so it sounds like you're gonna be running for rookie of the year with the power eye, is that the deal?
4: Yep, yeah, I'm gonna be running for rookie of the year. Um, hopefully we can get that and then try to do something in points too.
1: Okay, and uh so it's your second
4: night in this car, is that correct? Uh this is the first this will be the second night in this new car. We uh just got it put together. So, uh last night it worked pretty good. Just had some problems in the feature. We were uh we we're rolling up top, but like I said, we just had some problems.
1: Okay, and uh, I know last week you were rolling pretty good the first night at Valley, and the and the other car. I guess you have two separate cars, one for PowerEye, one for USAC. Is that the plan?
4: Yep, that's the plan. We're gonna have the black car is for uh, PowerEye this, and then this white one will be for USAC. But uh, right now, both cars work pretty good. Um, last week at Valley, we were we were also rolling really good. We went from I think it was twenty third passing for fifth, taking the white flag, and just had a mechanical failure.
1: Yeah, that was a tough deal. I, I know you were, uh, were rolling pretty good that entire feature. Um, also, I, I noticed that you just moved down to Oklahoma. Is that going to be for the summer to work with this team, or are you going to be moving back and forth between Oklahoma and Nebraska to run the big car?
4: Yeah, um, I moved down here after Valley um, to help the team out, uh, basically get the cars ready, just you know, little stuff like that, Just Help them get the cars ready and then whenever I get a chance to, I'll, I'll come back to Nebraska and run run the big car a little bit.
1: The plan is to run Power Eye Rookie of the Year, but are you going to hit any of the USAC shows here in the Midwest or are you going to go out east a little bit to Indiana with them? or?
4: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think we're going to do the Indiana Midget Week uh, with them, so we'll see what we can do. Uh, whenever Power is not racing, we'll run the USAC stuff, so it should be fun.
1: So that sounds like uh, you'll be running at Fairbury in Nebraska. So the hometown fans will be able to see you a little bit.
4: Yeah, we're we're gonna try to. I hope to. It just all depends on if we have a power I because uh, we can't miss any power eye races because of points, you know. But I would love to run at Fairbury. So we'll just have to see.
1: And then with the big car, are you gonna run that with the wing or without the wing, or or is your plan to run the Race Saber Nationals again this year?
4: Um, I don't think I'll be able to run the Race Saver Nationals due to um, how many races you have to have to run them, uh, so I don't think I'll run them, run the Nationals, but uh, I will run the wing and non-wing whenever I have spare time too.
1: And with the addition of those, you also have a micro, are you going to plan on running that yeah, as often as you can?
4: Yeah, I ran the micro last night, um, but it just, it all... It all depends on what's going on with the midget and, and all that stuff but uh i'll i'll be running my own cars whenever i get the chance to
1: so it definitely sounds like the midget is the priority of the season now for those of uh, the fans that don't know trey you started uh in go-karts and i believe your first time in a go-kart was when you were three years old just barely turning four
4: yeah yeah i uh started racing go-karts when i was three and uh Ran those for nine years and then tried moving up and the track owner told me that I was too young to, so uh, made the jump into micros. Uh, won a couple points championships in the micros and and then uh, figured it was time to get in a big car once I was old enough and stuff just took off from there.
1: So now you say the track owner wouldn't let you move up in the go kart class, but yet you jumped into a micro. To me, that's a bigger step than jumping up in a go kart.
4: Yeah, for sure he. Uh, I just wanted to move up with the adults because uh, we won a punch championship, and I mean it was it was fun running with all my friends and stuff. But you can only get better with bigger and better people, you know. So we just wanted to make the jump up to the adult class, but I guess I was too young, so I just moved up to micros.
1: And it definitely worked out for you because I mean you were ripping in the micros. You won numerous feature races. You won some big races. I believe you won the Sweet the bowl. Show me Showdown. Yeah, the yeah. Show me
4: Showdown. Yep, I won that the first year in my micro that I ever raced the micro, and uh, Ava also won that too the same the same night. So it's pretty cool. But uh, yeah.
1: So now you, you mentioned Ava, your sister. How's that? You know, having a sister that races with you. I mean, how many times do you actually get a race against
4: her? Or uh, I mean, we ran the same class a uh, year in go karts, but uh, other than that, I've, I I I haven't really race with her um last night she took the wings off for the first time uh, so that would have been the first time I raced with her but she didn't make the feature she was super close but uh yeah so eventually hopefully we uh race together but we'll just have to see
1: now be honest who's the better racer between the two of you
4: I think I am yeah but (laughs) you know it's she's good too though
1: she would probably say she is though
4: yeah for sure
1: Okay, now uh, now we're at our second night here at the I-44 Speedway in Oklahoma City. What what are you looking for tonight in the midget?
4: I'm looking for a win, you know. Uh, last night we were really fast. Track was pretty rough, but uh, it was real racy. Just, um, you know, we just had that, that problem. If we can get the problems worked out, I think we'll do real good tonight.
1: Now, is the problem just something as a new team meshing together? or?
4: Well, um last night we had a bolt fall out, which uh it it wasn't on any of us it's just
1: it wasn't it wasn't caleb
4: no it wasn't caleb but uh i think it was just the track was so rough because man it's you you're on two or one wheels every every corner so it's just one of those things where you're running that rough of a track you know stuff's gonna obviously come loose so we're just gonna Gonna check all the bolts and everything between every race, so we don't have any problems tonight.
1: So now the main goal is to win the Rookie of the Year with the Power Eyes. But what are what are your personal goals for the season?
4: You know, I'd would like to get Rookie of the Year. I think that'd be real cool. Um, but I'd also like to do something with the point standings. You know, uh, at least get top five or something. You know, it'd be it'd be awesome to get a points championship the first year. And just uh, just need the finishes, and I think we're fully capable of it.
1: All right. Well, Trey, I want to thank you for jumping on uh, tonight and uh, good luck this weekend and uh, the rest of the season. Thank you. All right. That was Trey Grob. We want to thank him for giving time out of his day at the racetrack to uh, talk to us. All right. Now on the hotline, we have Mark Vander Heiden from Ford Byte. Mark, how you doing?
2: Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for
1: joining us. Uh, go ahead and just kind of briefly describe what Forward Byte's all about.
2: Well, Forward Byte is a. Well, we started out as a, we're a clothing brand. We actually launched on April fifteenth with our website, so we have had quite a few sales since we opened up. But um, basically, it's a clothing brand that we're trying to get pushed out there. Just a, a brand for every every form of motorsports, focusing more probably on dirt than than pavement. But um, uh, we like to say that we're, we're trying to focus on any, any form of motorsports that has forward bite or needs forward bite. So it's kind of where the, where the word came from. So just trying to push it out there, not really focus on one class, maybe sprint cars or stock cars or modified. We're trying to spread it across all of them and see if we can see if we can come out with a bang.
0: So tell us about the, um, kind of what's the, uh, what's the brand all about? Kind of that forward bite lifestyle. Is it kind of like a lifestyle type of uh, clothing company?
2: So that's what I teamed up with uh, one of my current sponsors on my car, 316 Strategy Group from Omaha, and they basically um, they take companies and, and, and expand them and get them going and get them out into the world as fast as possible. Give you the right strategy, of course, it's in the name. So um, I approached them because I'm an entrepreneur myself, so I'm always looking for different ways that we can do things, and it kind of started out as wanting to get something rolling for my son who's 12, almost 13, just something that he could carry on. And maybe, and maybe it's something big enough that he could have a career and have, and he just pushes it on for the rest of his life. So, um, forward bite, it turned out to be when I, when I approached the guys on it, we didn't even have the name yet. And, um, cause I didn't know if I wanted, cause I've been kind of trying to want to push my son's, career kind of kind of maybe do the the vlogging type style and see is and you watch him go up through the ranks and see if that works so i was thinking about going the youtube page route and because i've seen a few quite a few guys on youtube are making that work now so he was either going to do that or an actual brand and the guys pushed me over to the brand style he thought there was more of a future in it um the guys i'm working with they they had no background in racing they didn't so everything every time i talk to them they're just amazed at something else that i tell them that the racing world has so um i approached him i was talking because i was actually on my way to tulsa for uh, one of my daughter's cheer competitions and and i just talked to him and he, and he was just talking he was so amazed at the at the following that racing has so he was really interested in it so he said shoot me a few names um words terms terminology that we use and and they'll go from it there and they, they took forward right from the beginning. They, they quizzed me on it. They said, what is this? They really liked the word and they just went with it. So ever since then, it's been just a brand we're trying to push. Um, yeah, it is a lifestyle. We're trying to push it as a lifestyle to where we want our stuff to be able to, we want people to be able to wear that stuff and, you know, not just to the racetrack. And that's where it kind of also began was, um, cause I have my own racing t-shirts. Everybody has their own racing t-shirts, but, Generally, if you're not a fan of that driver, you're not going to go buy that shirt. So I wanted to build a brand, build an apparel brand, a shirt that everybody would want. It didn't have any particular driver tied to it. And they just they just love the idea. So we're just trying to see if we can keep moving it.
1: Sounds <sighs> good. Now you mentioned a little bit of how you, you didn't know if you wanted to go like the social media route with YouTube or uh, with a brand. But I know you're pushing really hard on Facebook right now with the Forward Bite Nation. I've seen a lot of drivers out there sending in photos and all that sort of stuff can you kind of comment on what kind of drivers are out there you know promoting your product right now
2: well when we first started our facebook page i think it was january um january into december because actually i went down to um i went to the chili bowl in january it's right before we even opened and i had made some t-shirts and i got some sweatshirts and some hats and me and my son went down to chili bowl for the first day i think was that Sunday or Monday, whatever night that was. And that was the first time anybody ever saw anything with four bikes. So it was kind of a, a fun experience to have with my son. And we went down there and did that. But then the guys asked me, um, is there anything we could give drivers to get them, get them involved or get them excited about joining something, joining something that's going to be big, really big in the future. So I said, well, visor strips are going pretty good. The, the visor stickers to go in there. And I said, well, we could, we could create those pretty cheap. Um, and I could send those out and I mean, we sent, I think we sent probably 250, 300 of those out to drivers and all you had to do was ask, um, send me your address. And basically you're also building a database at that point, um, getting, getting your fans and, and that was the, the beginning of the forward by nation. And then just the posts, I mean, we keep coming up with different ways of getting drivers to, to say they're in the forward by nation. We're trying to make it a big deal because we think it is, so um in the future so now if, if you got forward by hat or apparel, or you got the stickers any of the stickers were asked i mean everybody's tag and forward by forward by nation it's just and you know, we're able to i mean when they tag you know you're able to save those pictures and just build that portfolio so um this is just some of the smaller ideas that these guys had and you're like how about we do it this way and you know there's a lot of drivers out there that just they love that um you know, love that attention that I I mean, I'm responding back to every one of them immediately on Facebook or email. So, I mean, we're not big yet, but I mean, you know, in the future, I just hope to keep going and keep doing it that way of responding right away and being a, being a company that responds and, and, and does the best we can. So
1: yeah, definitely, definitely interesting stuff going on there. Um, you mentioned your son quite a bit. Uh, is he, I I'm assuming he's a racer just like you. Uh, can you talk about his racing a little bit?
2: Um, well this will be his first year in the cage carts out at uh Mini E. Um I got him a cage cart just to see if he liked it. Um and I actually I told him if when we went to Joe's karting a couple times, I said if you beat me and if you can beat me in Joe's karting, we'll can we'll get you a go kart. So he beat me and then I had to I had to pay up on that. So um, I maybe mean, I'm forty one years old. I'm not I'm not the oldest dry rod at eagle, but um I I mean I love racing. I get into it, but I mean I, I myself would have more satisfaction of watching him win than myself so um, i'll continue to race for a few more years but once he gets up there i mean i i just love i can't wait to to, if he can get up in there and keep going through the ranks whether it's a mini sprint at the end of this year or next year or maybe up to a b mod or e mod out of missouri whatever it may be so um you know and he can even race a 305 when he's 14 out of eagle if if he can prove himself i mean he's, he's running out of time to prove himself before he's 14 but um, that would be a fun, fun thing to do. And I said, if he's, if he's good at it and he continues to, um, progress, I mean, I guess get better each night and not give up. And I mean, that's all I can ask. So, I mean, he's, he's does other multiple other sports, but, um, he loves the racing and I'm hoping that he keeps wanting to do it. So that's, I'm going to keep pushing him as much as I can and as far as we can. So that was kind of the, whether or not he was going to be the face of forward bite in the future, maybe, I mean, that's came up and then the guy said, you know, we really don't need to have a face, but um, that's where that forward bite, whether we did the YouTube page focused on him or the Facebook page for forward Bite nation. So, I mean, but either way, all of our followers and everybody's going to see him come up through the ranks. So, cause he's always going to be part of forward bite. So.
1: Yeah. And definitely. And now it sounds like, you know, we're actually going to finally get back to the racing this weekend equals finally opening up. So I'm going to assume you're going to be back in the driver's seat this weekend too, as well.
2: Yep. I'm already, that's already ready to load on the trailer. I was actually ready to go to Missouri again last Friday night and they canceled, um, Friday morning. Um, so I went down there the last two weeks and you know, the first week was the roughest we've ever been on. And then they completely redid it and we decided to go down there last minute. And it was a nice smooth track. So it's just a null. It's just a completely different beast than eagles. So it's good to get some more laps, just making sure the car was working. <clears throat> um, and get it ready for Eagle. So,
0: well, sounds good. So, uh, Mark, what's, uh, what's next for forward Bite? forward by nation? And do you have, um, you know, new, new apparel coming out or, uh, events or anything like that scheduled?
2: Um, we're actually, we're working on our next line of, of shirts, um, cause we added the tagline to the bottom of our, um, logo this last week or two weeks ago. So, uh, so now it's forward Bite. every racer wants it. So that'll be our next line of shirts. And, there's quite a few things in the future, um, future plans. And it's just a matter of the timing. Um, these guys I work with know all about the strategy of, you know, what time to post, what day to post. And they, they monitor which posts are successful and which ones weren't. So, um, I think like this month, if next couple of days here, we're going to throw out some challenges. We're going to call them forward by challenges. So, um, you know, like if you, Victory Lane picture with the forward bite hat or forward bite shirt or sticker showing in it. You know, you get your name in the hat for a hundred dollar bill for that month of June or something like that. So, those are little things that we just want to keep uh, giving people um, the excitement or the will, the want to be able to help us push the brand and you know reward those people if we can, as many as we can. So. Obviously, we can't help everybody. Uh, (laughs) I wish I could. But uh, when you start something like this, they I mean, they definitely call. They definitely text and um, message you on Facebook. But uh, we learned just trying to give our best answers and be honest to everybody. So we'll see what happens.
1: All right. Now, besides the Facebook page, where uh, where can fans get on and find out more information? Where can they order uh, T-shirts and stickers and all that sort of stuff?
2: We can go to ForwardBikeCo, so it's ForwardBikeCo.com. ForwardBike was taken, but we decided to go with the ForwardBikeCo.com. Um, that's our website, and then we're also on Instagram and Facebook. I did start a Twitter account. We haven't had much on that yet, but I'm um, just trying to get every little form of platform you can there. And then that new Checkered app, if you guys have heard about that one yet, uh, we joined up on that. That's the Racer app, um, so we joined up on there. So, But the ForwardBikeCo.com right now, if you put Bike 10 bike 10 as a code you get 10% off. Um, there's quite a few drivers. If you go on the Facebook, they have their own 10% off codes. You can use their codes as well. Um, and there's just, there might be free shipping this month. I don't know yet. We're still trying to figure out uh, the best strategies for that. So always keep a, keep an eye on the Facebook page and, um, you never know what's going to happen the next day.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. How, how, how would we get one of those, uh, quick time 10 codes? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you can message me. Uh, we can definitely work that out. Uh, because you, you believe me when I say, you know, I know I told you that every time you offer something, people come and the people want it. So we got quite a few guys on the team at the strategy group. They look at the look at the followings you guys will have and, and what you might do to support us. And if it's something that works out well for us, then we just give the code. And um, there's quite a few benefits that come with it, um, whether or not people think it's big or small. But being part of the nation is pretty big for some of these guys, and they really like it. so.
1: Yeah, definitely. All right, I want to thank you for jumping on. Uh, good luck this weekend and uh, hope for continued success with Forward Bite.
2: All right, appreciate you having me on.
1: All right, thanks a lot. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this edition of Quick Time, the podcast. We want to thank Trey Groff for jumping on with us. Mark Vanderheiden from Forward Bite jumping on as well. Uh, if you're out at the racetrack this weekend, I know Eagle's opening up. Once again, is going to open up. But wherever you may go, guys, just stay safe. Uh, make sure you follow the rules and all that sort of stuff. So you guys got anything
3: else to add? No, I just want you guys to, if you can make it out to the track, uh, enjoy what you're watching because last week you you couldn't go to a race. You didn't have that option. So if you make it out to the racetrack, enjoy. Know that there's going to be change out there. Know there's going to be a bunch of different things going on, different policies and procedures. Just enjoy your night and, and, and have fun and remember why you love racing. Yeah,
0: enjoy your night. Stay safe. All right, and with that, we'll catch everybody
1: on the flip side.